evening, ladies and gentlemen. Once again, welcome back to Flea Booker. I'm your host, John Murray. And uh, it's probably been a week since we've actually done one, but again, I've always said before, I always work a lot. I work my share of hours just like all you guys out, guys and gals out there do. So uh, I'm, we're, we're doing a little catch up here. We will, uh, at least in this episode, we'll talk about a surprise team this year. Well, for this guy, I'm not totally surprised, but some people are surprised. And I'll tell you, and we'll talk about that team, we'll, and we'll, uh, I'll tell you why I'm not totally surprised, because I've mentioned this team, you know, uh, early, early, in the, early in the year, but we'll talk about them. Uh, next thing we'll talk about a quarterback that whose name is, could, always seems to pop up as possible trade bait. We'll talk, we'll talk about if it's a good idea for this team to actually finally, finally cut bait with this, with this young man. We'll, we'll talk about that as well. Uh, another thing we'll talk about is we'll kind of be, go off the beaten path a little bit. We'll talk about college football. We'll talk about one particular coach who got in a little hot water several weeks ago, several weeks ago, about a month ago. And we'll talk about his time and the world of college football could be coming to an end. And we'll talk about a recent signing by a linebacker who uh, had to choose between two teams and he took one team over the other. We'll discuss. It's a good sign from the team. But we'll discuss if he chose the right team or not. Uh, for those who are joining for the very first time, I want to say thank you for doing so. And please, I've always stated, invite your family, your friends, your loved ones, your neighbors, your fellow co-workers, whoever you need to invite, please invite them on in. I've always stayed before, and I'll continue to stay. We're all family and friends here. We discuss nothing but football. This is not a political show, religious show. We talk football. This is just one man's personal opinion on what's going on in the world of football. And I've stated I've stated that for two years. I've stated that I will continue to state to state that. That's all we're here to talk about is football. Again, that's why they call America the greatest country in the world because of freedom of speech, right? And again, everybody's got a podcast or a talk show talks about football or any basketball, baseball, or you know whatever sport that you that you love out there. But again. That's the thing about, about sports. It's like sometimes sports can take you away from things. If things are going or difficult in your life, sometimes you sit down, you watch a football game or a baseball game or whatever sport you're doing, you like. Sometimes it helps you take you away, take you away from things, and that is simply that is what you. And again, that sometimes that's what we need to do in our life. We need to sit back, maybe let, let take our mind off of things. And again, sports. A lot of people say sports does that and it, it does it does now maybe unless you're into fantasy football and your player is kind of sticking up a joint one particular week maybe it doesn't but but if you're if but if you're any type of uh you know sports fan watch any type of sports it could be college football college basketball it takes your it takes your mind away from things and if you've been with me from day one i want to say thank you for doing so like your family, friends, your loved ones, your neighbors, your fellow co-workers, whoever you need to invite, a random person on the street. I don't care if you could be dog or cat. By all means, bring them on in. Listen, listen to, to the podcast. Uh, if you got any questions for me whatsoever, reach me on Facebook and Spotify. Two places that you can reach me on. And I'll answer any question, football-related question you have for me whatsoever. And I want to hear your opinion. You know, what's your opinion? Who do you think, who do you think is going to make the playoffs? Who do you think will reach a Super Bowl? Do you think, yeah, do you think it'll be some upsets? You know, who thinks will be the MVP, defensive MVP? Whatever it is, by all means, do so. 
I mean, the MVP, the NFL MVP race, a lot of people think it might be Jalen Hurts. Dak Prescott's name's been thrown in. One, one, one gentleman's name has been thrown into the hat that nobody really talks a lot about. Tyreek Hill. He is trying to cut a pace where he'd be the first 2,000-yard receiver in the history, history of the NFL. His name has popped up here as of recent. There's a lot of interesting candidates, shall we say, that out there that can be the, the uh, MVP. But again, give me your opinion, your take. Before we go any further, I want to thank, you know, my Facebook, Facebook, my Facebook followers. Uh, whether you know whether you are a, um, you know, somebody that I used to, you know, used to work with many years ago, uh, a family member, friend, uh, whether you are a uh, entertainer, musician, a band. Um, like I said before, I've had you know small time businesses that are trying to get off to you know get off the ground. Businesses that are doing small businesses that are doing very well for themselves that have followed me. Um, I've had you know restaurants. Um, I've had a law firm at one time. A a, uh, a law firm, I believe that um, that has followed me. And again, I want to thank them <laughs> for them doing so. You know, maybe if I were getting trouble, say the wrong things here, maybe I could reach out to them, reach out to them, and uh, they could represent me. But um, but again. Again, I want to say thank thank you guys and gals out there for the, that do listen to, to the podcast. It is greatly, greatly appreciated. We kind of fell off the ropes. That's on me. I didn't do anything for three months, and I kind of wish I did. But, um, again, that's on me, and I wish I would have kept updated. But, again, I wanted to do, you know, but, again, work out of the way. And, again, I kind of wish you could do this on a full-time basis and actually get paid for it. That'd be great. But, again, you have to be... Let's say really really good. You have to have a lot of people that will listen to your podcast. Probably better uh, a million or so for anybody for anybody to um, really listen to you, sort of speak, or uh, to really get your name out there. Again, it is greatly again it's greatly appreciated that you guys guys and gals do listen to pod, to the podcast. Um, I, I think we've covered everything. I can't cover anything else. We can't talk about anything else. Um, let's jump into what we're here to talk about. Football, right? And let's talk about let's talk about a team that is kind of making noise, and that is the Green Bay Packers. In the last few weeks, Green Bay has played some pretty good football. They've uh, it was last week they upset the reigning defending Super Bowl champion Kansas City Chiefs, and again they seem to be playing pretty well of late. And a lot has to do with one Jordan Love. Now, a lot of people when they talk about the NFC North, people talk about the Minnesota Vikings, or more so the Detroit Lions than anything else. But a lot of people thought that if Kirk Cousins could stay healthy and maybe if uh, the defense for Minnesota got bet got better, they would have a chance to, you know, compete with the Detroit Lions. Now I talked about the Green Bay Packers before the season began. I thought they could be a possible dark horse. And a lot depended on I thought Jordan Love. Now I thought the offensive line wasn't wasn't bad. I mean, wasn't that bad. But of course, they've had injuries on the offensive line. Uh, Dave Bakhtiari, who was the solid left tackle for many many years in Green Bay, he's been hurt off and on the last few years. And to me, his time in Green Bay is probably coming to an end. And I'm sure that is something that the Green Bay Packers will address. Maybe more likely in draft, we're going to guess that they'll draft maybe a tackle a tackle position. Um, Again, they have a decent offensive line. The running game. The running game has more disappointment. Um, A.J. Dillon has had to step in for Aaron Jones, and Aaron Jones has been one of the top running backs in the league for the last few years. He's 
injuries. He's had a lot of he's had a lot of injuries this year, whether it's a hamstring injury, a knee issue that he's going through right now. Um, it has been yeah, it's been hard. Running game has not gotten off track because of injuries. Uh, AJ Dillon, AJ Dillon has not. There's he's had some spots, but he hasn't been consistent. Now the receiving core, the receiving core, you've got a lot of young receivers. Christian Watson, who's been hurt most of this year. Now, he has gotten healthier. He dealt with a hamstring issue early in the year, but he got healthy. And he started last few weeks, he started to take off a little bit. Now, again, unfortunately, hamstring has has gotten back, you know, has affected him once again. And his, um, he is certainly in doubt this week unless he practices tomorrow or, you know, tomorrow. And But again, I'm assuming it's his, uh, he's going to be within doubt. Uh, Romeo Dobbs, he's showing flashes under Aaron Rodgers, and he's showing flashes with Jordan Love. Um, one guy, Jalen Reed, they drafted out of the University of uh, Michigan State. Uh, Michigan, he, he, has, he has come a long way and played well. There's a young man, what is it, Damian, I believe it's uh, Weeks, from the University of Virginia. He pops up on the screen. Now they had Musgrave, he is, he is hurt. He's hurt. He's, I think he was supposed to miss about, what, four weeks. Uh, he's had some moments. It's, it's a young, it's a young team. Defensively, Green Bay was supposed to have one day. Supposed to have a pretty good defense last year. Didn't didn't live with the capability. This year, it has shown signs that it could, yeah, that it could be a pretty decent defense in this league. Again, the biggest question mark for Green Bay was Jordan Love. To me, he was the question mark. And could the receivers, you know, get, get build a rapport with him? Now, in the last few weeks, it seems to be that Jordan has gotten has played is playing better football. The receivers seem to get in sync with Jordan Love, and things are playing better. So now they have a chance. And again, there's an outside shot this team can make can make the playoffs. Now again, you got to remember they it wasn't that long ago. Matter of fact, on Thanksgiving they beat what the Detroit Lions team that a lot of people projected to win the NFC Central this year. Again, we just talked about they defeated the you know the Kansas City Chiefs and they played pretty good defense. Green Bay played pretty solid defense against Patrick Mahomes and company. But again, people can make the argument. Well, if um, you know, people can make the argument that if uh, Patrick had legitimate maybe number one receiver, or you know, or if his offense was if he had better receiving core, or you can make the argument maybe Green Bay wouldn't have beat him. But it is what it is. Jordan, at the end, Jordan Love and Packers went out to beat them. Now, Matt Lafleur has done Matt Lafleur has done a pretty good job. Maybe even talk. He can be a, uh, maybe get some votes for Coach of the Year. Even though I think they got about a 500 record, but still. They are, you know, still, he's done, he's done a pretty good job with a young football team. And to me, I didn't think Green Bay would, I didn't think Green Bay would maybe make an impact this year. I gave him maybe next year, the year after, if they, you know, go through, you know, go through the draft, which is, that's what Green Bay does, they go through the draft. Now, they do have free agents here and free agents there, but Green Bay's a team that builds off of, that builds off of the draft. And again, Next year's draft, you have, you have to look. You got to look at the team. George's not going anywhere. The offensive line, I can see a couple pieces added to the offensive line. The running game could get interesting. I believe Aaron Jones is a free agent, I believe, after the season. And, the, and Aaron could now be out of Green Bay. A.J. Dillon, A.J. Dillon could be gone. They could have an all-new running game next year. And again, Watson, Dobbs, Weeks, Reed, all of them be back, as well as Musgrave. So you'll still have all that in place. The biggest thing would be is would be the running game. What's going to happen to Aaron Jones? What's going to happen to A.J. Dillon? 
they could have all be running game by you know by you know next by next season defensively. There may be some pieces that might leave defensively, but it's still a core quality good quality defensive players on that side of the ball. So again, I mean Green Bay is said to be Green Bay is said to have a good run in the future. Now, honestly, Jordan Love, no, he's not Aaron Rodgers. He's probably not even Mark Starr. But the point is, Jordan has not has had his moments this year where he's played fairly well. And again, you know, again, you know, you know, Matt LaFleur, I'm sure, has told all the Green Bay faithful that it's going to take a while. But maybe that while comes now. Now, Green Bay, I believe they're playing Monday night against the Giants. And actually, Green Bay, I'm sure, are probably favored. And rightfully so. They probably shouldn't be favored in this game. And again, you're still, you're still dealing with a third-string quarterback and you know, Tommy DeVito. Granted, you still have Barkley. The offensive line still dinged up for the, uh, you know, you don't have a legitimate number one receiver. So, again, you know, in the Giants' defense... You know, I'm sure it's like a lower tier in the, in, in, in the NFL. So, again, with, you know, the Packers have a chance to win this week. And then, again, let's say it's interesting. It's interesting to see what they'll be doing moving, moving forward. But again, Green Bay, but, again, Green Bay has always had, but, again, I've always felt Green Bay had talent. I always felt they had young talent that could, that could certainly, you know, up its game. I just didn't think this would be the year. To me, I still don't, I still, I don't think, deep down inside, I don't think Green Bay will make the playoffs this year. Now, to me, you look at it, let's say Philadelphia and Dallas, we figure they've got a spot locked up. I still think Detroit will make, will represent the Central, okay? Then you've got, let's say the 49ers, let's say the 49ers are pretty much a given too, okay? But then that still leaves other spots. I mean, yes, Green Bay, you put in there. Um, again, you got to figure either, either Tampa Bay or maybe Atlanta. I wouldn't discount New Orleans. You don't know who's going to come out of the NFC South. One of them's got to win the uh, division, right? And then again, Seattle's still in contention for a wild card spot. So again, I mean, it's it's not really a realm of possibility that Green Bay could make the playoffs. And if they do make the playoffs, certainly I think Matt LaFleur should get some some head uh, votes for uh, you know for coach for coach of the year now. Again, some could, some could say Dan Campbell because of Minnesota's, I mean, excuse me, because of Detroit's, you know, years and years of uh, missing, you know, years and years of uh, being kind of, you know, in the doghouse. But now Dan has made the team, made Detroit the last couple of years of respectable football, a very, very good football team. Some could say maybe this is not what he should be the coach, you know, coaching year. I mean, to be honest with you, Arthur Smith might get some votes for Atlanta Falcons. Atlanta Falcons are first, granted, in the NFC South. Now, granted, I believe they have a losing record, but again, they're in, con- you know, they're in contention. And again, it gets to the point, we're, we're getting to the point now where, again, the Green Bay Packers have a chance to actually make the playoffs. Now, if they do make the playoffs, I, I don't think they'll get past the first round. I think it all depends who they draw. I think they're not good enough to beat Philadelphia. They're not good enough to beat Dallas. Now, Detroit, they've already beat Detroit once this season. It's a possibility they could beat Detroit. San Francisco, they have no chance in the world beating San Francisco. Now, I give them a chance to beat Atlanta. I give them a chance to beat the Saints. I give them a chance to beat New Orleans. I'll give them that much of a chance. I might give them a chance to even pull up an upset and beat Seattle. I might give them a chance, a chance to do that. But they're not, but they're not going to be, they're not, like I said, they're not going to beat Philadelphia. I don't see him beating Dallas, and 
I don't see him beating San Francisco. The Niners will be, which to me are probably top three seeds in the NFC. I don't think they'll beat them, but they have a chance to beat other teams. I think that are in the wild card spot. But again, you know, sometimes, you know, sometimes I think the Cincinnati Bengals were like this a couple of years ago. People thought the Bengals had talent, and they take a couple of years. But again, their the the process got accelerated, and they played it better than people thought they would. So much so that even that even Burrow and company even got their Super Bowl. Granted, lost to the Rams, and again. Their path accelerated. Again, Green Bay, maybe Green Bay could be on that path of acceleration. Now, I'm not going to compare Jordan Love to Joe Burrow. They're not going to compare the receiving core they got to Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, and Tyler Boyd. Now, I'm not going to compare that. Now, you now maybe you could make a comparison where Aaron Jones is probably better than Joe Mixon if Aaron is healthy. You can, I, I can get with you on that. Offensive lines, you can probably go back and forth on either one. Defensively, both defenses are middle-pack defenses. Now, Cincinnati, Cincinnati has played better, has played better defense in Green Bay the last couple of years. But to be honest with you, there is kind of a maybe there's kind of a similar, similar, you know, maybe a similar path. But again, for Green Bay, if if Green Bay was to let's say make the playoffs or make a wild card team. Other than the top three teams, I think Green Bay can be have a chance to be anybody in this in the conference except for the top three teams we mentioned: Eagles, Cowboys, and 49ers. I don't think they can be either, either of those three, but I think they have a chance. They have a chance to be anybody, and they I mean they have a chance to be Troy. They can beat I think anybody in the NFC South. I give them a chance. Like I say, they can beat the Seattle Seahawks. I give them a chance even to beat them. And again, here's the thing: don't don't discount the Los Angeles. Yeah, don't discount the Los Angeles Rams. Don't get discount them. The Rams are kind of in the same boat with the Packers. They're 500, you know, and Sean McFay. Sean McFay has turned them around. It was last year they were, yeah, they were, they were horrible last year. But again, Matthew Stratford has been healthy this year. The offensive line has played better. The running game, at least with Williamson line, with Kyron Williamson line, seems to be something. You got Cooper Cup. You still got Cooper Cup. That Cooper has missed some time because of injuries. But they've gone out, they find a couple of other receivers that have stepped up. Atwell is finally producing. And the, and the, and the uh, young gentleman, the young gentleman, and the young gentleman who has played very well this year, and I, and I know I'm, you know, I'll probably botch, botch his name, but was it was it Necro or Necria or something like that? I can't, I'm sure I'll probably mispronounce his wrong name. But the thing is, he's exceeded, you know, he's exceeded defensively with the Rams. They still got some question marks, but again, the Rams have, and Sean McVay has got the Rams even back in contention. Now, to me, yes, I think the Packers could probably still beat the Rams as possible if they were to butt heads. But again, for the, for the Packers, you got to admit it. I mean, again, I'm not surprised. I mean, I'm not surprised they're doing this because I thought they, I even thought they had a slim chance, the very slimest of chances, to actually win the. The central, it all depends on Jordan Love. But maybe, maybe now, after the last few weeks, maybe people start to look at Jordan Love. Maybe people start to look at the Green Bay Packers and say, hey, wait a minute, even without Aaron Rodgers, maybe they've got something here. And yes, it is a young team. Jordan is still young. That grand Jordan has been Aaron's back for three years. But again, Jordan is still a young guy. You got young receiving core. Yeah, I mean, you do. I mean, again, moving forward, you've got some young guys on the defensive side of the ball. It's a young team that has a lot of upside, you know, for the future. 
you have to look at it. If you look, let's say, if they make the playoffs this year, let's say they didn't get bounced in the first round. At least they've got a core, they still got a core of talented players that they can move, keep moving forward. And with, you know, and with, you know, with Green Bay, you think about, let's look at the next year, Chicago as well. You don't know what Chicago's going to do next year. Minnesota, Minnesota may take a step back because Kirk Cousins may not be in Minnesota next year. That's a quarterback issue they got to they got they got to worry about. And then you look at Detroit. Then Detroit, I don't know how much Detroit loses next year. Detroit could very well come back and still be in contention for next year. But to me, I think Green Bay and Detroit could be battling for the uh, Central Central Crown next season. But again, the Green Bay is is you know in the right direction a lot, and they, you know. And the Green Bay faithful, they you know they get the front office. They get to the point where they get, you know, they get you know they get bashed because they don't go and spend a lot on free agency. Now the last few years they have dipped into the free agent pool and got you know gotten some players. And of course, always things always get brought up about well you know how can they contract a receiver when Aaron Rodgers was you know a top receiver Aaron Rodgers around. But again, that's that's the brass. That's the Green Bay brass. That's what they wanted to do. For Jordan Love, it's like you've got four four young receivers you can grow with. A couple pieces in the offensive line. You know, maybe maybe a brand new running back. Maybe you know, maybe I'm sure Aaron Jones he could be on his way out of Green Bay next year. Heck, maybe AJ Dillon could be gone by next year. You know, then maybe they start looking at the NFL draft for a running back that can step in. A young run that can step in and fit the mold. Again, you wouldn't have paid Aaron Jones all that money and AJ Dillon. AJ should be coming off his, I guess, his fourth year or his fourth final year of his rookie deal. AJ could be up out of there. Again, depends what running back is in the draft and what running back you feel that is going to fit your system. And again, that's again, that's another young piece to add to the puzzle for the Green Bay Packers. Again, you got, yeah, you know, Gary plays well. Jair Alexander is one of the better cornerbacks in the league. Again, there is talent. I mean, there's talent there. And plus, they traded, they traded with the Douglas to Buffalo and got like it was, I believe, a third round draft pick, I believe, for, for him. Again, that just adds more, that adds more onto it. Right? That adds more onto it. Now, again, Green Bay is heading in the right direction. And for the Green Bay faithful, yes, I know, I, I know it was it was gloom and doom when Aaron Rodgers left town. That this was this was it. We were we were gonna be we were gonna be nobody for the next several years. Well unfortunately unfortunately Green Bay, maybe Jordan Love has stepped up and he is now getting people take you know, taking stuff and take notice of him. And I gotta say this, for the future of Green Bay, it doesn't look bad at all. Again, like I said, come next year, don't be surprised if this team if this team ends up being if this team contends for the NFC central title next year. Don't be surprised. There is a slim chance this team could make the playoffs. And again, you've seen strange things happen in the in the NFL. That's why they play the game, right? But for Green Bay faithful, I'll say this much: future could look bright for you. It could you could be looking up. Now, again, I wouldn't put them on a par with Philadelphia, nor Dallas, nor San Francisco. I wouldn't I wouldn't put them up there. They've still got ways to go for them to reach that level. But again. For Green Bay, could there be a possibility they can make the playoffs? We'll see. We'll see how it all goes for Green Bay. But, but you know, but again, for Matt Lafleur, who knows? Maybe this guy can 
get some votes for him, you know, for you know, coach, the uh, coach of the year. Because the because of the job he's done, a lot of people thought that you know that again he rode Aaron Rodgers' coattails and had all these you know other well again there's no Aaron Rodgers to speak of he's had to coach up Jordan Love and he hasn't done that bad of a job Jordan did get off to a you know kind of an iffy start but he has played well the last several weeks to the point where and where that Jordan where the Packers were in playoff contention and again my congratulations to the Packers they to me. They've exceeded a lot of people's expectations, even if they don't make the playoffs. Let's say they play have a 500 record. I mean, well, I can't say 500. Let's say they have a winning record and just barely missed the playoffs, then Green Bay is certainly on their way. And again, the front office, maybe they've there's something that we didn't know all along. They knew what they were doing. But for next year, for the NFL draft next year, yes, my offense line. Yes, I can see looking at a young running back that could you know that could help this friend and help this franchise to certainly move move forward. But again, yes, there's still some defensive pieces that you can add to that puzzle. But again, it's a young team. It's a talented team. And to me, the team could very well compete in the NFC Central next year. And who knows? Maybe they can beat Detroit to win the crown. But again, we'll see. But for the Green Bay faithful, hey, things are looking up. And if Jordan Love continues to progress as he has the last few weeks, well then again, I'm not going to say you have that Brett Favre, Aaron, Aaron Rodgers, to maybe Jordan Love. Maybe deep down inside, you guys do what you're doing after the ball. We drafted Jordan Love. Now, let's say in the division, at least in the NFC Central, let's talk about the Chicago Bears. And again, last week this was brought up, this conversation was brought up by a talk show. Talk show. Um, I, I could have read it. I could have read it off of ESPN or NFL.com, where the case was. It might have been Yahoo, but any, any point of view is this. Now there's always there's talk, once again, about, about should the Bears keep, you know, keep Justin Fields? And could they end up trading Justin Fields finally once and for all in all season? Now, I think, yeah, now Chicago, yeah, Chicago again, Chicago does have a, I think Chicago does have a, a high draft pick. And once again, there's been talk about they may even chase a, quarterback. They actually might chase a quarterback. I think as of right now, if I'm not mistaken, the Bears could be number one overall, maybe number two or something like that. But anyway, there's a possibility that the team could chase a quarterback and give, you know, trade Justin Fields off to somebody else. Now, you know, you get different opinions on Justin Fields. Some people can be a solid quarterback in the league. Some people just don't think he has what it takes. Now, again, I've seen Justin when he was with in Ohio State. And he had a lot of talent around him in Ohio State, probably more so than he has in Chicago. And again, again, that's that's telling that's telling the truth. Now, again, again, experts will also tell you what I'm going to tell you right now. You take a look at the talent that's around Justin Fields. Let's be honest with you. The offensive line was horrible last year. Now, it has made some strides in being better, maybe, but it hasn't been. But it hasn't been, let's say. But it's still the offensive line still needs a lot of work. You take a look at the running game. You went from a pretty solid running back, I thought, David Montgomery. Now you've got what Foreman, you got Herbert, and now you've got was it now Rashawn Johnson, who was Rashawn Johnson, who's pretty much, let's say, Biagi Robinson's backup at the University of Texas. Now Johnson has some potential. 
But again, come next season, you figure Foreman's will be gone, and I guess you figure Herbert or Johnson will be the starting running back next year. Now, the DJ Moore pick, outstanding. I thought if DJ Moore pick was a nice pick, and DJ and Justin have done well. But you haven't found a consistent number two receiver. Now, I still like Daryl Moody, but to me, Daryl Moody might be perfectly fit for me to be a number three receiver. To me, they still need help now. What was he one, one draft, I think, had him taking Marvin Harrison Jr. if he decides to come out. Now, you put Moore and Harrison together. Now, Cole Kinnett has done a pretty good job as he's done a pretty good job as a tight end for them. If you did something like that, build an offense, build a little more on the offensive line, you got some. Now, defensively, since they made the trade for Mark, for, uh, was it Sweat? Since they made the trade, Bears' defense seems to, seem to have come to life a little bit. It has played better football. They put more pressure on the quarterback because of because of Sweat. Sweat got a new contract with the Bears. So again, at least at least on the on the defense side of the ball, there seems to be some life on the defense side of the ball. And there is a little bit of talent on the defense side of the ball, but I'm sure that's something else that's got to be worked on as well. But if you look at the offense side of the ball, tell me, you know, tell me, Justin has not Justin still has a bad offensive line. The running game to me at times is I mean, the running game at times has not been the greatest in the world. You've got DJ Moore, and DJ's about DJ and Cole Cadet about the two guys that he can rely on. But again, what else? Yeah, what else does he have? And that's the thing. I mean, they got what they, they got Claypool from um, Pittsburgh. They thought he was going to be a guy that could stretch the field. He ended up being a bust. He got traded to Miami. Now again, he hasn't done much from my head. Now I haven't heard much of anything from him, you know, in Miami. But again. I, Again, everybody talks about, okay, everybody talks about going out and getting another quarterback. Now, now of course, you got, what is it, what was it, uh, Caleb Williams, May from North Carolina. The top two names always get, you know, get brought up. Yeah, get brought up. Now, what is it, I think, was it Bo Nix? I think he's, he might be coming out. Um, what is it, Daniels? I think Daniels might be his last year at LSU, maybe. You got these, was it Michael Phoenix, I think, from, um, he might be his last year, maybe. So there's some quarterbacks in this year's draft. But do you think any of those five, let's say for the sake of argument, come in and help straighten and help straighten up the uh, straighten up that offense? I highly doubt it. To me, what would happen is you let's say let's say you brought Caleb Williams in for the sake of argument. You bring him in, you draft him, you bring him in, you trade Justin Fields, okay? And and there's probably going to be somebody out there they'll take a chance on Justin Fields because there is talent there. And maybe if you get him an offensive line, get him some good receivers, Justin may surprise you, surprise a lot of people. Now, if they were to do that, you know, he's not going to he's not going to Philadelphia nor Dallas. Now, the Giants, I mean, the Grant, you would figure maybe the Giants, but then again, the Giants got all this money into Daniel Jones. But again, the Giants don't have enough don't have enough talent for Fields. I can't stand going to anybody in the, in the Central. Yeah. I mean, which would you go to Minnesota? Now, Minnesota has a little bit of offensive line. You do have Justin Jefferson there. You have Justin Jefferson and T.J. Hawkerson, so you would have that to work with. But I don't see Chicago trading to Minnesota. But again, it's an interesting thought. Now, another possibility. What about the New Orleans Saints? Now, now, Grant, you got Derek Carr there. Derek hasn't lived up to the expectations that were set on him. And Winston, of course, you had Jameson Winston. But can you put, can you imagine putting Fields 
back from this. I believe it's 14. Eight. Yeah, Chris, I love you, y'all. Yeah. Can you imagine putting him back with there? Maybe add another receiver to that mix? Maybe. Tampa Bay. Now, do you think of Tampa Bay? Well, Grant Mike Evans. Mike Evans is, I think, on final year's contract. Godwin's still there. But again, again, I think Tampa Bay's in the process where they may be tearing, tearing their team apart. Now, an interesting fit. What about the, here's a thought. What about the Atlanta Falcons? Now, Desmond Ritter has not, Torrent has not, as, as the quarterback situation in Atlanta has not been, has not been that good. But what if you brought, what if you took Justin back to Georgia? Decent offensive line, you got a running game, you got London, you got Pitts. Now, there's a possibility. What if the Atlanta Falcons gamble on Justin Fields? And imagine, and also, Justin's got a better arm, I think, than Ritter. And Ritter and Heineke, he does have that. Now, he can also run the football. That's something Alton Smith loves. That's something he had with Marcus Mariota. But Justin's got a better arm than Marcus, Mar than Marcus Mariota. At least he has one receiver and a pretty good tight end, tight end there. You've got a running game. What if, what if Atlanta pursued Justin Fields? Could that, could that take, could that help take Atlanta over the top, and, you know, and maybe be a threat in the NFC South? Again, I'll put it out there. I'm gonna put that one out there for you. He's certainly not going to the Panthers, not to the 49ers. Um, he's not going to Seattle. He's not going to Seattle. Not to the Cardinals now. The Rams, the Rams, I don't see him with the Rams, even though it would be interesting to have him with Sean McFay. That kind of intrigues me, but I gotta be honest with you, I like the Atlanta, I like the Atlanta Falcons. Now, here's a, you know, again, Aaron Rodgers is gonna be, I would say the Jets, but Aaron Rodgers is gonna come back next year, so that's not gonna be a possibility. Now, New England. Interesting thought, but again, I can't see Fields going to New England. I can't see him going. I don't really see him going there. No to Buffalo. No to Miami. No to the Ravens. Now, Cleveland, I don't see it because they spent all that money on Sean Watson, and they're going to be and they're going to use every resource to go do that. Now, again, Steelers would be an interesting fit, but again, I don't see him going there. So again, uh, starting with the Colts, the Tennessee, the Tennessee Titans. Tennessee, no, because they seem like they got a big quarterback of the future in Will Levis. They seem to got him, yeah. Uh, not to the Texans. Yeah, and not to Jacksonville. No to Kansas City. Um, you figured, I figured the uh, Broncos are going to let him, you know, Broncos will stick with Wilson. He's not going to Chargers because of Justin Herbert. And again, you have to look at, and again with the Raiders. The Raiders could be an interesting possibility. How much do you think O'Connell can be the quarterback moving forward? Again, could be an interesting fit, but I think the best fit, the best fit is for Justin. If they were going to trade him, yeah, I get on the phone, get the Atlanta Falcons. The Atlanta Falcons could make an interesting, interesting spot for Justin Fields to land. To me, Justin has more talent than Reader. He has more talent than Heineken. But again, let's say if you do that, let's say you get a couple of draft picks, and I'm sure it's going to take a couple of draft picks for Atlanta to land him. Which type of pick? I don't know. I don't think Atlanta would give a first round pick for him. I don't believe that. It had to be maybe, maybe a second round pick and something else. But let's just say for the sake of argument, they trade him. Okay, let's say Caleb, they draft Caleb Williams. Okay. Again, Caleb's going to come into a not a good offensive line. I don't know much about the running game. You'll have DJ Moore and Cole come in. You'll have at least that. 
But again, you'll go back to like the same situation all over again. So again, the best option for the Chicago Bears moving forward, if you're going to do it, is quite is is quite simple. You know, get more get 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 some more offensive linemen. You know, get get another receiver. Maybe add you know, decide on your running back. Who yeah, who's who's going to be the running back moving forward? Takes some pressure off of Justin Fields. To me, I think that's where it all depends. It all depends. You've got to get the talent around the quarterback. Whether it's Fields, whether it's somebody else, get the talent around the young man. And that's been Justin Fields' problem. Now, I guarantee you, if Fields went to Atlanta, better offensive line, have a running game, got a receiver, you got a tight end there. To me, all you need is, well, all you need is maybe you need a number two receiver. That's all Atlanta would need. And defensively, Atlanta's defense has improved from last year, and they spent a lot of money this all season to get the defense better. Their defense has been more respectable, but there's still some there's still some holes there. But again, if you continue to, if you get one receiver, one receiver, continue to build on that defense, Atlanta, Atlanta. I'm not gonna say Atlanta's going back to the days where Matt man Matt Ryan was quarterback, and you had Julio Jones and Calvin Ridley. I'm not gonna go. Yeah, yeah I mean. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to go there. And grant you had what, Tevin Coleman, Devontae Freeman. Yeah. You had that type. You had a pretty good offensive line. And you had a Tony Gonzalez there. Now, I'm not going to say that's... I'm not going to say, but again, Robinson, Algier, you know, again, London, maybe somebody else, Pitts, Gonzalez. I'm not going to say Pitts is Gonzalez. But again... But again, with that Atlanta defense was better than this current Atlanta defense. But again, I'm saying it's there's some possibilities there, some similarities that you, that you that you can draw, maybe a little bit of comparison too. But for Chicago, the Chicago faithful, even if you got rid of Fields, you brought in another quarterback. That quarterback's going to suffer because you don't have talent around him. Now you can bring Patrick Mahomes to, to Chicago, and I think Patrick would have it. Would have now Patrick would have, well Patrick would have, Patrick would have no one receiver than DJ Moore. He wouldn't have a Travis Kelsey, but he would have a DJ Moore. But again, I think he and Patrick Mahomes would have a diff- difficulty. You can bring Joe Burrow there, and I think he would still have a little bit of a difficulty with that team. The thing is, it's the offensive line. You've got one receiver, you've got one quality receiver, you've got a decent tight end. But again, I don't think it cares who you brought in, you're going to suffer. I don't care if you brought Jim Man back. You can brought what's it, Sid Luckman. You can bring. He can. He, yeah, he could have played. I think he would have had an issue with that team. So it's again, it's not. It's not a Justin Fields issue. It is a. It is an organization issue that needs to get. That needs to. Get more offense. Get better offense line help. Get another receiver. Maybe find another running back, or maybe sell on the running back you think. Maybe Johnson. Maybe Urban could be that guy. But again. Moving forward, but moving forward, you can you you can talk about trading Justin Fields all you want, but it's gonna be hard for any quarterback to go into Chicago and not have the talent around him, and that's the biggest issue. And again, I think a lot of things with um, I think they've held Fields back. Now, last year, Fields did an excellent job running the football, but a lot of people questioned his passing skills. Well, his passing skills at the time this year have improved a little bit, but his running has kind of cut back. So you kind of like, I guess you need a little, you need to kind of have a balancing act. But again, for Justin Fields, don't trade. Yeah, I don't know if I would go trade the young. I don't know if I go trade the young man or not. 
to me, no, I wouldn't. Simple fact is, you got to build a better team around the young man. If you build a better team around Justin Fields, maybe, maybe, maybe in another couple of years, you might have something there. But again, Detroit, you know, Detroit, Detroit may probably be the uh, Green Bay. They're getting a little bit better. Minnesota, well, Minnesota's going to have a quarterback issue if Cousins doesn't come back. Cousins is going to be a free agent. You don't need a new quarterback from Minnesota. But for me, my money, with the small money is mine, why not Justin back in Atlanta? Can you, I, I think if Justin went to Atlanta, Atlanta could be a team that could very well be a, could be a playoff contender next year. I believe they could win the South. And who knows? Maybe better days could be ahead for Atlanta. I guarantee you London's numbers would be a little bit better. Kyle Pitts' numbers would be better. And Kyle Pitts, you got to remember, it wasn't Kyle Pitts with Matt Ryan in his last year at Atlanta. Kyle Pitts had 1,000 receiving yards. That's his rookie year as a tight end. Since then, he's had injuries. He hasn't been productive because of quarterback play. And Matt Ryan was still playing fairly decent ball. You know, again, imagine they go with the, the Mariotas, the Heineke's, and the Desmond Ridgers of the world. Again, those three alone are not Matt Ryan. <clears throat> but again, that is the bottom line. You know, and again, that's something that Chicago, again, well, you know, a lot of people make a lot is, will Chicago, will Chicago make a move, not on Justin Fields, but will they bring a new head football coach in? Again, a lot of things in Chicago, it's, it, it's hard to believe it wasn't, it was years ago that you had Mike Dick as your head football coach, and you had Buddy Ryan as your defensive coordinator, and you had the, you know, that awesome bear defense. Yeah, and even had a guy like Jim McMahon, who had his moments. Yeah, but you had a, you had a an all-time great in Walter Payton as your running back, too. You got a decent offensive line. And it kind of seems like it's been, it seems like it's been, it seemed like 100 years ago, it seemed like it that, you know, that that, that team was on, the, was on the field. Now, defensively, again, the defense seems to come to life since they get, since they get out of sweat. So maybe, again, maybe, maybe deep down inside, all they need is get, again, is to continue to build around Justin Fields. Because you bring Caleb Williams or somebody else in and draft them, you're going to want to be in the same boat all over again. You have another young quarterback, you know, young quarterback that may fail, it's probably gonna, could fail on the wayside because you didn't have enough talent around him. And again, yeah, there, and there are players, don't get me wrong, in this league, quarterbacks that can do with less talent. Now, again, again, take a look at a guy like Brock Purdy. Brock Purdy was the very last pick in the draft, right? You take a look at John in San Francisco. Again, San Francisco, yeah, you got, you can turn and hand the ball to Christian McCaffrey. You get Brian Ayuk. You got Debo Samuel. Yes, you got George Kittle. Again, guys, and the decent. That is talent around a guy like Brian Purdy. Again, I'm sure Justin Fields wants to went to. You know, I think Justin can have. I don't. Know, I, I think Justin can have so much success. And again, Justin's got the scrambling ability. Yeah, now Brock. I've seen Brock move, but Justin has the scrambling. But again, for the Chicago faithful, it's hard. I get it and I understand it. Packers are getting better. Detroit now seems to be contender. Minnesota will. Minnesota, 
Minnesota is or staying afloat as best they can. And if Kirk Cousins would, had not gotten hurt, Minnesota would, would be a team to be talking about in this division as well. But for Chicago, for the Chicago, it, it boils down to bottom line. You can't trade. You can't trade me. Yeah, I can't see you trade Justin Fields, get my quarterback, and the situation could be that better. No, it's not going to be better. I have to say, Chicago, Chicago faithful, it'll probably get worse than you trade Justin Fields. But again. You know, again, I'm not the general manager of Chicago Bears, so I can't answer that question. That's something the Bears are going to have to in the offseason. But i got to be honest with you, if you get outside, trading fields is not going to be the answer. Build around him, man. Get him more offensive line. Get him more receiver. You know, find a running back that can be the most legitimate number one running back that can help to take the pressure off the fields. And build that off, continue to build that offense. And it may be, maybe in a couple of years, this team could be a team that can be, that at least be contenders within the NFC Central. Now say so we'll, we'll go kind of dip into the college the college a little bit. We'll talk about Jim Harbaugh. Now coach as a coach Coach Harbaugh has got a lot on his plate right now. He's now trying to um, he's trying to go to win a national champion. Second year row trying to win a national champion the first all model the University of Michigan. Now certainly a lot has been talked about Harbaugh of course through three game suspension that was put out by the Big Ten because of this uh, sign stealing. And, and, you know, some people say that this young man acted on his own. Some people feel that Jim Harbaugh knew about this, knew, knew about all this. Now, I've had, I've, I've had people that I've worked with have asked my opinion on this. And to me, it, I kind of find it hard to believe and that Harbaugh didn't know something about this. But again, the last, I guess the last couple of years, Harbaugh, it's had his bouts with the NCAA or with some type of recruiting issue, the sign sitting thing, which leads to the next question. You know, what's whatever happens this year, I have to wonder deep down inside is Harbaugh just getting tired of the, the NCAA, not so much University of Michigan, but he's getting so tired of the NCAA and he's probably saying to himself, you know what, I can go back to the NFL, make more, make, make probably make, make a good amount of money, yeah. And deal and deal with and deal with the stuff in the NFL. I don't have to deal with maybe sign stealing. Well, let's put it this way. Well, again, I shouldn't say that because Bill Belichick dealt with that, you know, a few years back. But you know, but Harbaugh can say I can go to the NFL, make a good amount of money. Don't have to worry about all these headaches that the NCAA is putting on me. Yeah, yeah, and maybe you know, and you know, maybe I can help a team and lead a team to a uh, playoffs and even a Super Bowl appearance. Yeah, I have to wonder if Harbaugh deep down inside, you know, does talk to his family and says, you know what, I'm tired of the NCAA. I'm tired of this mess. And again, it wasn't like Harbaugh, Harbaugh could have gone back to the NFL. What was the, what was the Minnesota Vikings? I think a couple of years ago, there was interest in Harbaugh services. He decided to stay, you know, he decided to stay. Now, to me, Harbaugh would have, Harbaugh would have suitors. Now, what about the Washington Commanders, for example? You figure a bird's gone, a bird's going to be gone. What if Magic Johnson, Josh Harris, and company reach out to Jim Harbaugh and ask Harbaugh to come in and coach and coach them, the Washington Commanders? Now, be interesting. That'd be interesting. I think it'd be an interesting fit. The Commanders, Jim Harbaugh, be an interesting fit. Again, you look, I mean, what if Harbaugh goes back to the Chicago Bears, a team that he once played with? I can kind of see that. I can see, you know what, I can see Harbaugh going back to the Bears. 
Maybe he can get something out of Justin Fields. You know, again, uh, again, you look at the the South. I'm, I'm not saying Arthur Smith's job is, is secure. Granted, the uh, Falcons are in first place, but what if Harbaugh went to Atlanta? What if Harbaugh went to the New Orleans Saints? I mean, Dennis Allen, his job might be a little bit on the hot seat right now, maybe. Again, the Panthers. What if Harbaugh goes to Carolina? Could Harbaugh get the best out of Bryce, best out of Bryce Young? I mean, there are jobs out there. Certainly, there are plenty of jobs out there for him. What about this? What if Bill Shanks let go? Harbaugh comes in and coaches New England. Heck, what about Harbaugh goes to the New York Jets? He coaches Aaron Rodgers. Again, again, I can put the, I can put this stuff I'll put this stuff out there. I mean, what if not? I think the best part. What if Brandon Staley gets fired? And Harbaugh goes to L.A., the Chargers. And maybe Harbaugh can get the Chargers to take the, the next step. I'll even put that out there, as a poss- out there as a possibility. Harbaugh would have suitors for the NFL. He had suitors. He's had suitors a couple years ago. He still has suitors. But I have to wonder deep down inside if Harbaugh is just you know, is getting tired of the NCAA. I mean, the last couple of years, he's an outstanding job at the University of Michigan. Like I said, he had to serve a three-game suspension because of the signs to one thing. And again, I know it was a couple years back. It was because of a, of a, of a some type of recruiting issue he had, too. And he's he's going back and forth with the NCAA. So much so that I'm sure Harbaugh's probably getting tired of it so much so that he could probably go to the NFL, make still a good amount of money in the NFL. Now, he'll probably make more money in college than he would in pros, as crazy as it sounds, but he probably would make more money. Now, granted, now... Unless Harbaugh does commercials or stuff like that. But again, Harbaugh would probably make more money college-wise than he would in the pros. But again, he would have to worry about it if he went to the pros. He'd have to worry about the NCAA. He would have to worry about a general manager, yes. An owner, yes. But he, you know. But again, Harbaugh's had success in the NFL. He took the 49ers to a Super Bowl. He got, he got Colin Kaepernick's name out there. He got rid of Alex Smith. You know, the Kaepernick is quarterback. They went to a Super Bowl. So again, it's not that wrong possibility. Again, do I see? I, I can see Harbaugh come back to the, to the pros if you know. You have to wonder. Again, what if now? What now? What if Michigan actually wins the national championship this year? I can see Harbaugh probably would stay around just to stick in the NCAA and say, "Hey, you did this to me. I got a national championship because you you knuckleheads tried to stick it to me." This is what happened. Now, again, I gave Harbaugh a lot of credit. He's done an outstanding job in the University of Michigan. He had a rough go at first because he had one problem. He couldn't beat Ohio State when Urban Meyer's there. Urban's gone. Now, Ryan Davis took over, and now he seems to beat Ohio State now. But he couldn't do it with when Urban Meyer was there again. But again, Harbaugh would have to go up against, if whatever, you know, Harbaugh would have to go against, who knows, you have to go against maybe a Kyle Shanahan, a Sean McFay, or something like that in the, in the NFL. But again, there are teams, the Chargers I mentioned. To me, Harbaugh, I think, could do a better job than Brandon Staley. I think Harbaugh could find a way to get something out of that team and get him back to the playoffs. Maybe even get him to win a playoff game. But I, I guarantee you, in Harbaugh, I don't think the Chargers would have blown, would have blown that, that lead. I think that Harbaugh would have done that. I can see with the Commanders. I mean, you got a young quarterback. You need to work on the offensive line. 
But Harbaugh could do Harbaugh could do something with the with the Commanders. He could make him respectful in the NCs. Now he might not get past Philadelphia. Might not have passed Dallas just yet. But I guarantee you, Harbaugh, the Commanders would be would have a little more bite under. Yeah, I get. I guarantee they have a little more bite if Harbaugh was their coach. Again, Chicago. Again, I think the situation is if you go to Chicago, they would have more bite. Now, again, they might. It might take a couple of years, but I think you'll have bite if Harbaugh was coaching the, the Bears. But again, you have to wonder deep down inside. I'm the University of Michigan faithful. They don't want to hear this. But if you're Harbaugh, you're tired of the NCAA getting on your case about something, whatever it is. You know what? I can go to the pros, put up with less stuff than I'm putting in the NCAA. And granted, I, I might have to put up with maybe athletes wanting you know, uh, $400 million per year or something, your $400 million contracts, we might have to put up with that maybe. But again, but again, in free agency, well, let's be honest with you, college football is already doing that with the free agency part because of the transfer portal. So basically, that's kind of the same thing. Yeah, so Harbaugh puts up that already. Now, he might not put up the $400 million contract. He doesn't put up with that. But again, but again, he does have to. He does have to answer to the boosters of the organization of the uh, University of Michigan. He would have to answer to that, certainly without a doubt, absolutely. But you know, again, but for you know, for for Harbaugh, I would be shocked if let's say they win a national championship. Maybe he stays around and sticking to them. But let's say he comes up short, he might tell you know the NCAA, screw you, I'm out of here. And again. I'm going back to the pros. And again, the Chargers, Commanders, two teams off the top of my head that would be nice fits for. And I'll go Chicago Bears even. Top three top three places. But I do like the Chargers because the Chargers, the Chargers are still on that verge of being a top-notch team. I'll still be in a version of being, you know, of looking, you know, of being a, a solid contender. And a contender for many years to come. They've got the quarterback. Yeah. But again, I think, but again, I think Harbaugh goes back to goes back to the pros if the NCAA don't get off his case. And again, for Harbaugh, Harbaugh, you know Harbaugh can make this it doesn't matter where he's goes. Somebody's gonna his name's gonna pop up in the offseason. I guarantee you, his name's gonna pop up in the offseason. Bank on it. Doesn't matter if whoever whatever coach gets fired. I mean, the Panthers are going to have an opening. You sure that you figure the commanders will have an opening. Don't be surprised if somebody gets on the phone. Hey, Jimmy, you want to come to so-and-so? You want to come home? Yeah, you want to come talk about a coaching job? And if, trust me, if, let's say, Michigan comes up short, then don't be surprised if it leaves the University of Michigan and winds up and winds up being a head football coach in the NFL once, NFL once again. And you get the, the University of Michigan can blame the NCAA for that. Now, the real last thing we'll talk about is, uh, of course, we're going to the Indianapolis Colts have cut Shaquille Leonard. Now, Shaquille has been a top linebacker for the Colts for the last for the last for many years. For what since he's been in the league from South Carolina State. Now, the last couple of years he's had some back issues. He's been hurt, and he come back. I think he did play what ten of like the twelve games this year. So much so that he got that you know he wasn't producing enough, and again the Colts let him let him go. Now, the Eagles and the Cowboys were in a war. Both of them need linebacking help. 
both of them got into the kind of the war as to which one can get which one can get him. Now, Jerry Jones, I think, had lunch with him. He, but he went to, of course, obviously went to Philadelphia, and he decided to sign with Philadelphia. Now, I think Jerry, somebody did a Jerry uh, interview with Jerry. Jerry said that uh, yeah, pretty good, pretty good lunch with him, and and uh, you know, seen a pretty good connection. But Jerry says at the end of the day, he felt Philadelphia was the better chance for him to possibly, you know, possibly win, win a uh, maybe get to the Super Bowl. Now, it's again, it's it's a, it's a solid pickup by the by the Eagles because again, Leonard it wasn't long ago. Leonard was a a pro bowler, injuries that occurred telling in the last couple of years, but Leonard's probably better than where they got his linebacking spot right now. And it's certainly a must for the Philadelphia Eagles. And, the, and again, the Philadelphia Eagles and the Cowboys have had linebacking issues. So for them to reach out to Leonard, not surprised, not surprised at all. But again, Leonard made the decision that he figured Philadelphia had a better chance to do than Dallas. Now, you have to remember, Philadelphia got to the Super Bowl last year, almost won the Super Bowl too. So again, again, I think Philadelphia might have had a slightly better team last year than this year's team, and that's based off of defense. Something needs to work on. Now, you go to Dallas, you know, you go to Dallas, and Leonard's probably saying deep down inside, Dallas always has this potential to be a pretty good, you know, always has the potential of being a team that can represent the NFC in the Super Bowl and win it, but they have not left it to building. Philadelphia, on the other hand, seems to show, seems to show, a little bit more. Now, Philadelphia did not look good last week in San Francisco, the San Francisco 49ers. And again, the 49ers were healthy. Brock Purdy was healthy. And again, that probably led to that might have been the difference maker. Difference maker was health. And again, you know, Leonard, Leonard feels that the, the Eagles are closer to the, to the Super Bowl, being a Super Bowl title. Well, he could really be, he could, he could be right. You got Hurts. You've got a good receiving core. You've got, you know, you've got Dallas Goddard's coming back from, from a full-on injury. You've got, you know, the offensive line is probably better than Phil than Dallas's. Now, Dallas's defense, you can make part of Dallas's defense is probably a little bit better than Philadelphia. A little bit better. And to me, some people think, well, maybe Leonard, you know, maybe Leonard would go off in Dallas because they have a better defense. But for Leonard, Leonard's all about the Super Bowl ring. And he saw last year when the Eagles came about so close of winning. And to be honest with you, you make an argument that Philadelphia is probably the second best team in this conference right now. The 49ers might have shown they're the best team in the conference. Philadelphia might be number two. And we'll say, let's say Dallas is probably third. But, again, Leonard thought the Cowboys, and he thought the Eagles were a better fit because he feels they're on the verge of a Super Bowl. But again, and there could be a possibility you might see the Eagles and the, the 49ers again in the NFC Championship game. It wouldn't, it wouldn't, it wouldn't, it wouldn't surprise me at all. And could Leonard make that a difference? Could he make a difference this time around? Well, the thing is, Leonard can't play in the secondary, and that's still one of the biggest problems. That secondary, again, Dallas had issues in the secondary because of one Tavon Diggs is gone. But deep down inside, Leonard, again, maybe Leonard deep down inside likes the likes the Eagles. Because of the locker room, you know, maybe the lock, maybe he feels the locker room is better than Dallas' locker room. But again, Shaquille made his decision. He went to the he went to the Philadelphia, and certainly the best of luck to him, to him. And again, who knows? Maybe Philadelphia is closer than Dallas is to the Super Bowl, but we'll find that out here very soon. 
Well, as you know, that's all I have time for this episode. Please take care of yourselves, and I will see you again very soon.